the colonel can have our souls um and that that's a promise hello everyone welcome to creator corner my name's leon brown and i'm here today with joseph and Jaden. hey my name's before the creator hell yeah that's actually that's a lot smoother intro than when i do it to be honest yeah, well he's got the experience he does he's got the nice voice so it just like goes straight through he is the voice of the game creator so so it's what happens when you uh, you take a uni degree, uh, and they go, "Yeah, you've you got a voice for radio uh, and a face to match." <laughs> what did you do at uni? Uh, performing arts. I was a uh, performing arts student. Oh, nice. I was a chemistry major, and I didn't finish. Ah, we we did chemistry, but it was a totally different kind. I've studied financial planning, so that's way different from everything as well. Yeah, it is pretty different. How did how did you end up yeah. here, Jaden? I, I kind of want to know. How did we end up <laughs> in the game crater? A... <laughs> I feel like that's a story for like I could go on for the whole time. That'll be like a separate podcast. Yeah, the game story, <laughs> the crater corner interviews. <laughs> oh yes, the backstory and everyone. That's that's got to be done. That has to. I I kind of I'm intrigued by that, but we will put it to the side because today uh, we want to talk about the reemergence of Lucasfilm Games, formerly known as LucasArts. And I've stunned you all into and silence. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, well, I. I, I'm pretty excited for the ne- like Ubisoft doing a Star Wars game, and I'm well, I'm more excited for the Luke, like Indiana Jones though. Oh yeah, it'll be the next Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed Mandalore. <laughs> it's going to be interesting having a Star Wars Assassin's Creed game though. Well, that's effectively what it will be because pretty much every Ubisoft uh, sandbox game is, generally speaking, pretty much the same mechanics. So. I mean, let, let's look at Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, apply some some lightsabers. It's just Far Cry with axes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. And Assassin's uh, and Far Cry is Assassin's Creed with guns. True. Far Cry Three was a very good game, though. It's very, very good. Cracker of a game. No, I haven't had a lot. I've like, obviously, I've watched the Lucas films, like in Amber Jones, and the Stairwares. Um, but I haven't played all the games. Well, um, a, a lot of people just associate Lucasfilm and LucasArts with uh, with Star Wars, and obviously that's one of their biggest properties. It's their biggest moneymaker. But, and I do talk about this in my, my article that should be coming out very, very shortly on the website. Um, they were known for very different games because at the start of their, uh, of their tenure, they they sold the license to produce Star Wars games to somebody else, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, so they had to focus on making other things, which is how we ended up with all these amazing games, uh, like the point-and-click adventures, like uh, Secret of Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion and all that kind of stuff. I've played Zombies Eat, <coughs> I've played Zombies Eat Ate My Neighbours. <laughs> Such a fun game. That is so good. I'd say it's brainless. That was in your top ten Zombies games. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't in my top 10. It was like number 11. Special mention. It should have been. I really should have had a special mention for that game. Can't believe no, it. It was in there, wasn't it? I remember seeing Zombies Ate, ate My Neighbours. Hold on. I'm, go- I'm going in. He's, he's going to go check out the, the article that I wrote, the top 10 zombie games. 
We'll put a link in the description for uh, for that article. Uh, or you can wait, and uh, in about a week's time, the video version of it will be up on the channel. So something to look forward to there. Going back to the Lucasfilm thing, I think I'm just excited that EA isn't going to be the only one making Star Wars games. Yes. Yeah, I cannot wait to see some uh, some different studios get a crack at it because, I mean, we ended up with so many good games when uh, they were partnering up with people like Bioware, when they were partnering up with people like Pandemic Studios, uh, Raven Software. That We had some really good Star Wars games from it. Yeah, just be interesting to see someone else give it a crack. Not that I have it, because Respawn did the Fallen Order, order didn't they? Um, yeah, but it was under EA. Yeah, I th- well, they're just always under EA, especially with, like even Apex Legends is sort of... Sort I mean, of that was just... Game. That was Star Souls, <laughs> Star essentially. Souls. Yeah, it was, it was very good, though. Like, I didn't think that Dark Souls-style combat would work for, for Star Wars, and yet that was... That was excellent. I had to stop myself swearing there. Oh, it's all good when you want to not swear, but when I say bleep mine out, it gets left in the last podcast. Oh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I stopped myself from swearing there, didn't I? That's that's the difference. He had restraint. Oh, of course. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The best Star Wars game that's ever come out is still going to be Knights of the Old Republic, though. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, that, that sounded slightly orgasmic for a second there. yeah you were very enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more <laughs> um actually lego star wars the original trilogy thank you very much Do you know what i i mentioned this in the article and i'm gonna keep talking about it because frankly that's how i did a lot of my research um it was some of the most fun i've had not just in video games but like with friends in general has been beating them up as a Lego character and watching them fly to pieces when they're hit with a piece of plastic. That is one of the funniest things and it never gets old. Never. Hearing Star Wars retold under the was just brilliant. It actually took me like a while to get a copy of like the Lego Star Wars games, but with the Xbox 360 Elite, like the black ones with the big hard drives, it came with a bunch of demos. It had a demo for Lego Star Wars, and I played that more times than I'm willing to admit. Hang on, yours came with a yours came with demos. Yeah, mine didn't. It was like the uh, like. Hold on, let me look up what, what the, it was the black called. console, the Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I got, and it came with it came bundled with a game, uh, Lost Odyssey, I believe. But um, it was Lost Odyssey. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a Square Enix title. We that's got bundled with. Well, we're supposed to come with Halo Three, but. We were, we had a copy of Halo 3 before we had an Xbox 360. Oh, yeah, because that was the... However that worked out. That was the big thing for, for the Xbox 360 launch, though, wasn't it? They were like, Halo 3, yeah! And everybody kind of went, this is amazing! And then they played the game and went, "Yeah, well, we're not going to play any other game now for the next 10 years. Yeah, but like, ours came bundled with... Because um, cause we already had Halo 3, they gave us um, Gears of War, and it was like Need for Speed or something. Which Gears of War got played. Need for Speed didn't. Actually, just just a quick question: What what are we with Halo? That's a that's an intergalactic thing, very much like Star Wars. So I feel that there's a relevant question to be asked here: lightsaber or that energy sword? What a gravity hammer! All right, yeah, no fair play. Well, 
I I would I would say the lightsaber is better because the energy sword and the gravity hammer have very small batteries. True. So like if it like if someone with a lightsaber can dodge, like withstand several attacks from like the gravity hammer or the like energy sword, it'll run out and they just have free range. I'd also argue that a lightsaber can't defend against a gravity hammer. Well, it depends on who's wielding it, I guess. But then I, I think we've got into the different topic there of uh, Jedi versus Master Chief or Jedi versus Arbiter. So <laughs> I think that's a very different question. Master Chef? Yeah, Master Chef. Uh, do you not know he's very good at making omelettes with that energy sword? You guys ever watched Unraveled on Polygon? No, I haven't. Oh, well, like the, the host of Unraveled did, like he read all the Halo novels and he made a very clear and concise point that, like, Master Chief's suit does not jack him off. So it's very important to get that out there. I mean, yeah, it's it's very important to know that the gigantic uh, mercenary armor is not pleasuring him as he's on missions, because that would just be weird, right? Exactly. It's, it's Cortana that pleasures him during the, uh, the missions. That's <laughs> a very important distinction. Also, we're never getting monetized. For I, this I'm video. trying to find information because it had demos. I played demos on the 360. There was like Cloning Clyde, was a demo that was on there. It was a Lego Star Wars. Cloning Clyde is that like? Uh, is that the name of one of the Kaminoans who who made the clones in the Galactic Republic army? Uh. I mean, it could tie in. If you go deep enough, I'm sure you could make some kind of connection. Oh, it's a conspiracy of brewing again. <laughs> Them damn Cabin Owens teamed up with Microsoft. Uh, it always comes back to Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft have just got everyone in their pockets. They really do. Um, <laughs> well, while you're looking for that, while you're looking for that, I just want to have a look a little bit at uh, Lucasfilm's past. I'm just I'm on the Wikipedia, just you know, the most infallible source of all information on the internet. Um, and Lucasfilm, uh, well, Lucasfilm Games, before it became LucasArts Entertainment in 1990, uh, it launched in 1982, uh, and it was founded obviously by George Lucas, the namesake of uh, the Lucasfilm brand. And it was actually mostly, I think it was based, a lot of the work was done out of the um, Skywalker Ranch. Or interesting little fact, but the Maniac Mansion, or the mansion in Maniac Mansion, was modelled off of the uh, Skywalker Ranch uh, main house. So, little tidbit for you there. Yeah, that was uh, it. All of its engines were all sorry. All of the adventure games were used on a uh, an engine called the Scum engine, which was developed by Lucasfilm uh, Games themselves, and it's pretty much set the standard for all point and click games going forward. You look at anything that Telltale's does, um, and. The influence all came from Lucasfilm games and uh, games like Maniac Mansion, like Day of the Tentacle. Look at you go! You might as well just—you might as well just run the podcast. You might as well just speak to yourself. I mean, you can jump <laughs> in at any time. <laughs> Are you about to oh, talk about you. Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire? 
I'll let you handle that one. Oh, I really don't know much about it. That besides, I played it when I was like three or four. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I was going to let you handle it. Yeah, I played it a lot when I was like three or four for some odd reason because it doesn't include any main characters, and it's set like in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And from my memory as a kid, I got stuck trying to find Boba Fett, and have now realised from googling it. That's not even halfway through the game, so I didn't really get anywhere. <laughs> def- hell. I definitely played it oh, for way too long. Like I think I played like every day for like six months as a kid, and I just kept dying, but I just loved it because I loved Star Wars, and that was like the only game, one of the only games I had on the Nintendo 64 that was Star Wars besides... Eventually, I got Podracer. Obviously, the, the top-notch best Star Wars game of all time. Pod yeah, Racer. exactly. So that one's a lot better. So let's just move on to that one before we get stuck up on, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about a, Pod Racer, a game the game that was no developed for the arcade. It's a good game, though. It, I mean, to be fair, it was fun, as, as long as you played the console port. Uh, was it a console port? Did it come to Xbox, or did it go solely to PC? I can't remember. Pod Racer? Yeah. Wasn't that on N sixty four? It was on. It was on the Dreamcast. Which okay, quick little fun fact about the Dreamcast. All right, I'm going to take us on a tangent. This is now tangent corner for the next minute or so. <laughs> the Dreamcast, right? Dead console. It like it you died as soon as it came out because no one wanted to control the screen in it. All right, cut that <laughs> out. Hard <laughs> cut. Start Dream again. Tangent corner. Here. here we go. Um, the Dreamcast happen <laughs> and you can't really buy them in stores anymore you haven't been able to buy them for a long time but in brazil they are regularly produced to this day like there are new dreamcast consoles in brazil that's actually quite interesting yeah yeah because i don't know what it is about it but over there they were like hell yes dreamcast sign us up right, I, I need to know though uh if the dreamcast is still being made over there is there some crazy Brazilian developers who are still making games for it? I mean, I'd be more surprised if there wasn't. Let's be real. I mean, good point. Good point. Who was it uh, we were talking about last week who was developing for the bloody Wii until uh, two years ago? Yeah, yeah. That was just Dance. That was just Dance, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, also, yeah, that's, a, that's a little factoid we brushed right over. 2020 officially killed the Wii. Yes, correct. It has another death on its hands. Well, at least the Dreamcast is still going. But, you know, yeah, last year is technically the death of the PlayStation. Which, I don't know if it is the death of the PlayStation, because it didn't get a disc release. There's no, like, Magic Castle PlayStation 1 discs. I'm sure you can make one, but it does also say on this site it's not supposed to be. So are the files, like, not complete then? No, it's finished. They finished the game. So they're on, when you boot it up, um, in an emulator that you only use for Magic Castle. It has three things on it. It has the notorious VHS tape that they made selling the game to Sony. They got rejected. It has the beta version that they had in 1998. And it has the finished game. But the finished game was supposed to be multiplayer. It's like the last PlayStation 1 couch multiplayer game to be released because it was like it's kind of like a you know how Borderlands works how if you play on your own 
like you can do it. But if you have other people, like the enemies are harder, so there's more XP, there's better loot, there's more loot. Um, it's just like it's yeah, supposed to be multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, it's like that because I you can play as several characters with the one controller. How, how does that? How would that work? Like what keys? Because to me that sounds ridiculous. It's weird. Okay, right. So I tried to do all four characters because <laughs> I was like, I want to have like one of each. There's four classes. There's knight, fighter, wizard, and archer, which is like pretty standard, you know, fantasy yeah. kind of characters. But controller one controls characters one and three, and if you have another controller in, you can control characters two yeah, and four. You use the left side and the right side of the controller. Nope, you use the same buttons for everything. You attack with one, they both, like, you press the attack button, they both attack. And they kind of walk at the same time, but, like, the fighter is a lot faster than, faster than the knight, so they, so the fight, like, the fighter takes off, and that trails behind. Which, um, and the way they've worked it is, it doesn't matter who gets, like, how many hits on an enemy, it's whoever kills the enemy gets the experience. So the fighter's faster, gets there first, gets all the experience, and it's really hard to manoeuvre them because they move at the same time to get the knight to get experience. And, I don't know if it's just my controller or if it's how it's set up, but to drop unequipped items, you have to put the joysticks like away from each other really quick, and then you drop stuff you haven't equipped. Right. It's wild. Alright, so I'm like, I'm with you but it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I know. And like I like I want to know if there's like a PlayStation emulator with online play. Because if there if there is, I want I want it and I want to do it. I want someone to play Magic Castle. I did recently with me. see that the developer was introducing PvP into Magic Castle. Well, yeah, I want I, it. I saw him playing. I, I need it. it. May have been with his son. He was playing um, PvP, like a one v one sort of situation between each other. So I assume that could be coming in like a future update, because it seems to be that he keeps he's still working on it. Oh hell yeah! Because it it needs. I look. I'm not the biggest like multiplayer person. I'll go on record and say that I like playing by myself. <laughs> um. I just feel like I did sound that funny how that started. But, <laughs> alright, yeah. cut that. I like playing on my own. <laughs> um, I like playing on my own. And But this is a game that I'm so invested in that needs multiplayer that I'm like, I want to do it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's an old game. So I guess if he is working on PvP at the moment, he could eventually add a like functional multiplayer system. True, that is true. But you might just have to try another dungeon crawler roadlight. Ah, I'm I've got enough to play. I still I'm still slowly playing Doom Eternal and Persona Four and Meet Super Meat Boy and System Shock Two. Quite a lot going and on. And Final Fantasy Seven and Shot in the Dark to for the site. I've got I other stuff I wanna do. It's so good. Like all you can do is go left, right, jump, aim, and shoot. And they took that as just the only mechanics, and they made it fresh and fun to play the entire time. Because, like, they changed it up. So, so, like, 
yeah, I'll, I'll save it for for the review. But I will say it's incredibly fun. Ten out of ten. So where, where's the uh, where are these reviews going to be? Uh, on the gamecreator.com and also on the game creator YouTube channel. You mean we're going to have a different voice other than my own? I know it's going to be crazy. Oh my God, you're going to have some competition, Leon, coming oh, at you. We're going to have the old. Uh, it's the British versus the Australian here. God, all we need is... Uh, ah, yes. The convict colony versus the monarchs. <laughs> a tale as old as time. All we need is an American voice now. We've got uh, got the colonials involved. Just don't dump my tea in the harbour. I was about to say, hold on <laughs> yeah. to your tea. really like my tea. To be honest, I'm actually more of a coffee drinker, but um, for the purposes of the joke, tea will do. <laughs> so, uh, we actually we have quite a few um, upcoming reviews uh different voices going to be coming to get some variety over here on the channel so i hope you all enjoy that um any links that we uh need to put in the description box for any related articles will be down there so uh for example the was it the the zombie games the top 10 zombie games list that'll be linked down below uh which I will say I I stand corrected. Zombies ate my neighbors wasn't on it. No, I, I knew it wasn't. I mean, I wrote it. Uh, I know, but I was like, I swear I saw it somewhere. But that, like, it was. Let there. me go on record, uh, bringing us back on topic as well, uh, to say that Zombies Ate My Neighbor really should have been on that list. Um, because it takes. If if I'm honest, I feel like it could have been a little bit of an influence for a, a future game known as Plants vs. Zombies. Because it has a very similar art style. It's cartoony. It's daft. The only difference was that PopCap uh, made Plants vs. Zombies as a, uh, a mobile game first. Something very simplistic. Whereas Lucasfilm developed that as... Um, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It probably did make its way onto arcade consoles, uh, arcade games rather. But it was a, a multi-level experience, uh, which was very much rooted in the old arcade style of gaining points as the level goes on, so you can get like a high score. Um, with levels getting much more populated with enemies as it went on, and of course uh, the the neighbours who who your who your tasks were trying to uh, to rescue, I should say, not survive. Uh, they it gets harder and harder, not just because of the other enemies, but because they start turning into werewolves, which is fantastic. So, if you want a if you want a zombie game that's different from the norm, LucasArts has got you covered. And not only that, like it's very accessible for kids. Like, um, I've been playing it with, like, my five-year-old, and he kind of, like, grasped it, like, really quick. But then, like, and it's because, like, the controls are pretty simple. But then, you like, any of the other games, like, kid games that I have on, like, my Steam, he can't navigate because the controls are too big and there's too many buttons. Yeah, I found that, actually. Um, For example, SpongeBob, but was it Battle for Bikini Bottom? When it was originally released yeah. for the PS2... It was absolutely horrendous to try and control. And yet it was a game that was made for kids. And if I go yeah. back even further, the old uh, Bugs Bunny... Was it Lost in Time? 
something like that. Bugs Bunny lost in time. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I'll, I'll flash an image of that on the screen at some point. Um, that was ridiculously hard to control. And yet it was a game supposedly made for kids. Just a simplistic puzzle platformer. Oh, for the yeah, for the yeah, PlayStation. For the Unless who who developed it? Behavior Interactive. That is a name. <clears throat> and it was, it was published by. It. And it was. It was published by Atari. Yeah, yeah. Atari kind of went off the rails a bit towards the end, didn't they? But it's like the 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 PlayStation and the Nintendo sixty four that kind of like era. Was people really trying to figure out how to do a good platformer? I think they were trying more to figure out and how to do with... a good platformer in 3D. Yeah, as I was about to get there. Sorry. Let me... no, Sorry. I'll let it, we'll go back um, and edit that out. But I, that's... <laughs> no, but that's that's exactly it. You know, it's that, like, everyone's trying to work out how to do a platformer in 3D. And it's, it, like, it, I understand with the, like, with the PlayStation 1, with the original controllers had no joysticks. So the camera was kind of like set, but then once they were both joysticks, it still baffles me that there are games that don't have movable cameras on the PlayStation yeah. One. God, that's it, you, you take it for granted now, but back then you, you were you were stuck with either fixed cameras or uh, like like in Resident Evil, or you were stuck with a, an over the shoulder perspective, where the only way to turn your your field of vision was to turn your character, and that. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you're Magic Castle, then it just moves it to a comfortable position for you. That's their actual way. Oh. Right, the camera moves to a comfortable position, like for you, whenever you need it. It's I mean, like, is okay, it is there a cushion? But it doesn't do it very fast. <laughs> it's it's too busy using the uh, the old PlayStation One's limitations to uh, calculate the best comfort for you. So it takes about an age because it's chiseling it onto a stone tablet. Also, behavior interactive. Has done a game that you'll know. Oh, uh, have you heard of a little game called Dead by Daylight? I have. Yeah, they apparently. I mean, it's on their site that they. It's their game. Wow. I did not know that. So yeah, they went from Bugs Bunny Lost in Time to Dead by Daylight. What that a jump! A jump. <laughs> um, although to be fair, by the end of uh, Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. Uh, you do feel like you want to have a serial killer or monster come and rip them apart because of how badly they control and the annoying quips they keep putting out. Oof, quips. Hate them. Dialogue, man. Although, right, back on topic, because we've uh, we've absolutely thrown ourselves into a tangent, as we always do. Which uh, You're welcome. I was going to say thank you, but you've preempted me now, so I'm going to retroactively take that thanks away. <laughs> <laughs> With out of all the LucasArts games, all the Lucasfilm games of the past, which was your favourite to play? Knights of the Old Republic, hands down. Oof. Good choice, good choice. Joseph? Um having not played many of them, I'm gonna stick with Zombies Ate My Neighbours. Solid choice. It's the one I've played the most and had the most fun with. Nice. Now my favourite my favourite game, technically speaking of all time, is Knights of the Old Republic. And yet, paradoxically, my favourite Lucasfilm game, LucasArts game that I've ever played, is uh, the original Battlefront 2. That was a pretty good game, though, to be fair. It was just... It was perfect. And I don't know how, 
but it managed to make uh, that dogfighting, the space combat, better than they did in either... And I'm going out on a limb on this one. Uh, I think it's a better space combat system than either the Battlefront 2 made by EA or Star Wars Squadrons. It's a big call saying it's better than a game that's meant to be a dogfight combat. I know. And it was only a secondary mechanic. <laughs> but yeah. all I'm going to say is uh, in Battlefront 2 by Pandemic Studios, you could literally land in a hangar of the enemy ship, get out, and start taking it to them on the ground. And that is fantastic. It was seamlessly done. There was no loading screen. There was no transition. It was all just part of the level. Yeah, inside the ship wasn't exactly extensive. There wasn't like a huge amount to like go and see and explore. But my God, it was such, such a cool feature. And it's not been replicated since. And in fact, that whole bit has spawned a game that's being developed by uh, an indie de- indie developer using the old uh, Star Wars Battlefront engine from Pandemic. And uh, it's just obviously retextured and reskinned, so it's not Star Wars. Oh, God. I'm going to have to look it up. All right, while you do that, speaking of dogfight, like, combat in games, there's a game coming soon, uh, which is Dragon Dogfighting. It's like an arena-based, like, multiplayer combat game where you ride dragons and fight. What's that called, again? I saw it. Cent- Century Age of Ashes. Yeah, I have seen that coming up. And that sounds amazing. See, I've never, I've never been fully able to get onto like a dogfight style game. I've never been able to get on flying games. It's just never been my thing. Like, and I guess it depends on the controls. Like, if it's like full range, like flipping and like you have to like balance yourself, I'm out. Because too much to do. That's too much to focus on. I'm just trying to play a game, you know. Um, but like, I remember there was a Star Wars dogfight game. On I want to say PlayStation One. There um, it is. And I had the famous like Hoth fight scene, and like you could do, you could actually like pull, like push the tether out and tie the Atats legs up and trip them over. Wait, were Atats the camel-looking ones? Oh, ATAT. Oh, ATAT. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, they can be so fun. But which, you didn't have to worry about like. About Bouncing to. We're back on Star Wars. Yeah, which which yeah. walker were we talking about there? The the one that looks like well, a camel. Like a, oh, the well, they're the ATATs. ATST. The ATAT is the uh, two legged one, I believe. Um. Okay, then the yeah, you could tie up the legs the ATSTs. And now I'm now um, I'm and like topple wrong. them it's and the then like ATAT. blow them You're up. Right. It's hell good. Yeah, Wait, what? Right. I was right. I was completely wrong. It's the, Aha! I should have trusted the, myself. The other way around. The ATST is the, the, the two-legged Well, one. I retroactively recorrect myself. Yes. Um, yeah, I might as well give you that thanks back as well. Uh, you, you deserve it at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't remember what that one was, but that was like, as a dogfight, that was really fun. Because it's like, it's that Star Fox kind of style of like, you're going forwards. 
the, the rail Go. shooter type. Yeah, I guess he's a rail shooter. I mean, actually, can you? You've got semi control of the uh, the movement, but not complete. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna go left and then yeah. just go. So you're kind of still going on the same path. Like there is a direction you have to go. I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the spiritual yeah. successor to uh, the original Star Wars Battlefront games was called Galaxy in Turmoil, and it's uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. As of 2018, this is a, an article on Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, they were still waiting for a demo. But there is uh, some there's some images here, and oh, oh no, video has looks like it's gone to looks like it's been taken down. That's probably not good because I saw it. I actually saw the saw a trailer for it a while back in 2018. Funnily enough, it's available now on Steam. Oh, it's actually available. It's an early access game. Yeah, Galaxy and Turmoil available now on Steam for free. For free? Well, uh, I think you hey. just found my next review. Um, <laughs> there we go. And Jump on it, boys. Speaking, it is relevant because of uh, Lucasfilm Gaming coming back. Or Lucasfilm Games, I should say. Yeah, it'll be an interesting thing. I think we should um, wrap it up by deciding what games are coming up each week and giving a rating for them and what we think. So, Hitman 3, oh. do you think it's going to be a flop? Una- like a, or una- not. Or not. <laughs> is it right or is or it you- wrong? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's going to be a cyberpunk? <laughs> <laughs> or a Last of Us Part 2? Because obviously that's game of the year. So, you know, it's got to be the best game. Yeah, I still find it funny that uh, Zero Punctuation said that that was their their least favorite game in fact it was their worst game of the year that's uh so well you can decide if last of us part two is your favorite game or cyberpunk <laughs> so you can it's decide a cyber cyberpunk didn't even make or a cyberpunk <laughs> um, but yeah uh oh hitman 3 is definitely not going to be a flop i'm i'm thinking that is going to be uh a game in the 90s uh for metacritic score 90s yeah Ooh. i think it's going to be it's going to be a high 80s or a low 90s. That, that's my prediction. What do you think about the idea of VR? Love it. Love that idea. I think that's a great step forward. And seeing the footage of the guy uh, like playing it, tapping somebody on the shoulder and just batting him in the face. Beautiful. <laughs> it's honestly, uh, that's what, what I've been What do you think, for. Joseph? Um, yeah. I mean, Hitman's always had like a, like a cult following. Because it is what it is, and it sticks to that. So yeah, I reckon it'd be like high 80s as well. We prefer rabid fan base and not cult. <clears throat> for legal reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. Rabid fan... So it's had a rabid fan base. Let's put the gun down. It's all good. We're all friends here. I think it'll be mid-80s, I reckon. I'm going to go, you know, a bit different. But I don't... I think people are going to be disappointed because the hype is already there. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that happens with every game these days. To be honest, though, I think they've they've kept their <coughs> cyberpunk. <coughs> Cyber, cyberpunk. 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 <laughs> oh. um, I, I think that they've kept their expectations in check. To be honest, like they've said, we've got some advancements, but they've not said this is the best thing ever. They've they've literally just gone. Uh, we've upgraded the the graphics, so this is probably the best looking Hitman game in the series. But that's kind of it. Yeah, 
So it's not going to be the the end of all games like the KFC console is to console. Exactly. Um, I'm thinking that yeah. that will probably come with, with inbuilt VR capability. Um, where you just open up the chicken chamber and there is a VR headset in there in the shape of a chicken wing. <laughs> a deep fried exactly. VR headset. It's the finger licking VR headset. Gonna peel the like the deep fried crust yeah, off. Exactly. I feel like that's side our, effects. That's our number one talk may about include acne. On the podcast, and we're all just waiting oh. for it to come out, so we have something to talk <laughs> we, about. We really are. Uh, this KFC, if you're listening, um, we. If you could sponsor us, we'd be we'd love it. We would we will wear. I know you can't see it yet, but we are working on video for this podcast. So you know, you said that we'll wear all the KFC merchandise. We'll literally have popcorn chicken in every shot. Uh, like buckets, we'll wear buckets on our heads. <laughs> Just uh, we we need to get hold of that KFC console. We will sell our True. souls. The Colonel can have our souls. Um, and that, that's a promise. My name's Leon Brown. Head on over to thegamecreator.com for more news, reviews, and other fun stuff. And click that subscribe button to make sure you never miss another video from The Game Creator. Happy gaming!